Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hey everybody, it's Devin, and by the time you're listening to this, we could be in the middle of some very bad fire conditions. I hope you're all hanging in there and that you have your emergency bags all ready to go just in case. As always, KQED reporters are following what's going on with the fires, and we also have a story up on our website with information about power outages. We'll leave you a link in our show notes. All right, take care of yourselves, stay safe. It's bedtime, Mia. No, I want to stay with Mommy and Daddy. Mommy will be home in the morning and Daddy gets home in two days. This is Bella Gonzalez and her four-year-old sister, Mia. Bella's 14, and she's got a brother, Louis Lycia, who's 15. Good night, Mia. And they take care of Mia during the day because Dad's a firefighter paramedic and Mom is a nurse at Kaiser Hospital in Oakland. They do come home stressed sometimes because of like the things that they've like seen or had to do at work throughout this pandemic and it's just like you gotta become more like responsible on your own throughout this pandemic the world has relied on essential workers to show up and they continue to risk their lives when they do but their kids are also making sacrifices like bella and louis who are now sharing the risk and responsibility of being essential i'm devin kadiyama welcome to the bay Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. Sorry, my children are running around like hyenas and they're (laughs) on the stairs right above the closet that I'm in. And it sounds like a stampede. Hang on a Hey, you guys, I need you to stop slamming doors, please, and running. Thanks. 
So this is Sasha Koka. She's the host of the California Report magazine here at KQED. And like many of us, she's doing all of her work from home and some of her work in the closet. This episode originally ran back in April. Later on, we'll share a quick update to the story. I'm a mom and I'm going nuts with my kids at home and all the kids we know are going nuts. And, you know, um, that's just with two parents who luckily still have jobs and are, are working at home and trying to homeschool. And then my partner is a high school teacher and was having a bunch of Zoom calls with his students, and he was so moved by the fact that many of them whose parents worked in the medical profession haven't seen their parents for weeks, like the parents are quarantining away from their kids. And he was like, I don't know how I'm going to teach some of these kids, because obviously they've got so much on their minds. And it just really struck me that, you know, I hadn't seen a lot of reporting about how this is impacting the families of frontline healthcare workers. What was amazing is so many families reached out to me and said, yeah, we've got our working conditions on our minds, but really what we're thinking about is our own kids and how we're leaving them for a long time. And, and I want you to talk to my kids. My name is Bella. We live in Alameda, and my mom is a Kaiser Oakland ER nurse. So Bella Gonzalez is 14. My name is Louie, I'm 15, and we live in, I live in Alameda with Bella. And her big brother, Louis Lycia, is 15, and they live um, on Bay Farm in Alameda, and both of their parents are on the front lines. So their mom is an ER nurse for Kaiser Oakland, and their dad is a firefighter paramedic for Oakland Fire Department. So that means he's not only out there fighting fires, but he's also a medical first responder. And he does these four-day shifts where he's away from the family for four days and then comes back. The mom works like three to midnight. Um, And of course, those hours are sometimes getting longer right now with coronavirus. And, uh, you know, they used to have their grandparents help out with their baby sister. They have a baby sister named Mia, who's four. When my parents both have to work, uh, our little sister would go to our grandparents' house and then we would go over later and they would watch all of us. But now that everything has gotten canceled for us and our parents, unfortunately, still have to go to work because of the field that they work in, we both have to stay home and watch our little sister. And so Bella and Louie have really had to step up and help take care of their little sister and just take on a lot more responsibility right now in their household. You got to become more independent like during this time because... Um, you obviously can't rely on your parents, but uh, especially with school, there's a lot of schoolwork that your teachers are requiring you to do, and you have to like start to like time manage on your own, um, as well as taking care of things around the house while your parents are at work. They're still trying to keep up with their school assignments and figure out, you know, how to do all this online stuff, um, but then taking on the additional responsibilities, bathing their little sister. Bath time, Mia. Okay cooking dinner for their little sister. Mia, what do you want for dinner? Six chicken nuggets, please. Okay, I'll go get them. Getting her to bed at night. It's bedtime. You had your chicken nuggets and your strawberries, and we gave you a bath, and we played some games with you, and you watched a movie, and now it's time to go to bed. Also, really having these very real worries about whether their parents are going to catch something at work, whether they're going to get sick. And, you know, they both told me about how hard it is um, 
in the house right now. There's just a lot more tension. I think it's really hard because their parents are both exhausted and on edge and keep these really different schedules. And, you know, they don't see what their parents are seeing on the front lines. Their mom, uh, Veronica, she has to go through this whole decon routine when she comes home of, you know, like taking off her clothes in the garage. And she had, like, my dad had to go outside and bring her clothes. And then she came in with, like, a robe around her and just went straight up the stairs. And so we all just kind of, like, had to say hi. And then she just, like, waved from a distance. And then she went and showered. And I think that's really scary, too, though, because she could, like, track it in. It's really been a lot more stressful to figure out how to negotiate, um, making sure that her family is safe. There are other first responders, nurses, doctors, and other people in healthcare right now who are making the decision to actually quarantine away from their families completely or not have contact with their kids. That's also really hard. So dad works four days a week and mom works from three to midnight. So what are Bella and Louis' schedules like right now? Well, I think they're both having some trouble sleeping. Personally, I feel like it's been a lot more stressful because, like, yes, when you're in school and, like, you have your normal routine, you also think it's stressful. But when your entire routine gets completely destroyed and you have to basically create a new routine for yourself, it's a lot more complicated and a lot more, like, there's a lot more stress you have to put on yourself and you have to rely on yourself a lot more. Bella has told me she's really internalizing this a lot. She, I mean, like all kids, they're on digital media most of the day and they're on their devices and they're seeing all kinds of stories like we all are about this pandemic. And it's really scary. It has like affected the way that I like go to bed. And like sometimes I go to bed later because I'm thinking about stuff about like such like them at work and just worried about them. I think like most kids these days, they're sleeping in later than, than they usually do. And of course, their mom works a later shift, so she's also sleeping in. So I think their household might start a little bit later. Um, and then they're trying to do their schoolwork and log into their online classes and do their Zoom meetings and take care of their assignments. And then when their mom gets ready to, to go to work, you know, for her three o'clock shift, then they're on as the caregivers. Like other kids, their parents are home from work, so they get to like have them par- have their parents wake them up or have their parents remind them to do these things. But for us, it's a little bit harder because our parents are already have so much stress on themselves with their jobs and they still have to go to work that we have to kind of find ways to do these things ourselves and keep like keep ourselves on track. Do you have any sense of whether they're adjusting to those responsibilities easily or are they having difficulty? I think they're stepping up. I mean, my sense is that these kids recognize that their parents are extended 1,000%, you know, and that they've got to they've step up. A positive of this would be that it taught us, like, a lot of responsibility or it is teaching us a lot of responsibility because it's teaching us, like, how to watch, care for a little sibling Along with we have to make her dinner, we have to occupy her, we have to take her a shower, a bath, we have to put her to sleep. And we still, on top of that stuff, to figure out how to manage our own stuff. I really heard a lot of maturity in their voices. I heard a lot of, you know, sense of shared responsibility for their family and for, you know, the machine of the family operating effectively and them having to be a part of it. It's incredibly stressful, but, you know, as we all know from from our time sheltering in place, sometimes just like having tasks to do can take your mind off of the worry. 
we talk to each other a lot um not even just about this just in general but yes especially now we've started like talking to each other and like what we're scared of and like how it's making us feel about them going to work and just like kind of be there for each other did bella and louis talk about what the stress is like at home given that their parents work in these incredibly stressful jobs they both talked about you know just their parents being increasingly stressed out um tiptoeing around the issue of coronavirus around the kids and the kids kind of not knowing when and how to ask questions about what their parents are seeing. How's work, Dad? It was all right. It was pretty good. We had a pretty decent day, but a busy night, so it wasn't too bad. Feeling like they don't have as much information about it as their parents do, and maybe their parents know more and maybe want to protect them in some way from what they're seeing at work. I think it's just a really, like, it's hard to communicate with them, like, find appropriate ways to communicate about this topic with them. They're a very loving family. They love to hang out. They're very affectionate. They're very close. Um, And I think it's just things are strained right now. It's hard. Bella told me, you know, she said, like, at the beginning of this, you know, she kind of felt like, hey, well, why is my mom so stressed out? She at least gets to go to work and see her friends. I don't even get to see my friends. And then she kind of had this realization that, you know, wait a minute, my mom's not just going to work to hang out with her friends. I think that that was just coming out of a place of my, like, how much I wanted my life to go back to normal. And later I figured out that, like, she doesn't get to go to work, that she has to go to work. And going to work for her means putting her life on the line, not just hanging out with her friends. So she's had some moments of self-reflection. Um, to be able to kind of say, wait a sec, I got to rethink how I'm, how I'm envisioning, you know, what's going on for my parents. Your parents will always understand where it's coming from. And even if in the moment they don't understand, like, I don't think my mom necessarily got where it was coming from in the moment. But when she went to work and she was talking to a few of her coworkers and they were all like explaining this and they all were like telling her, like, this is how she feels. Like, she's just trying to express that. And then she, we came home, we talked about it. And honestly, I just think that if you talk to your parents and then your parents kind of see where you're coming from and how you're feeling, they're always going to try their best to make you not feel like that. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I think it's fear that something's going to happen to one of their parents, right? That their parents are going to get sick from this. Uh, and somehow get sick on the job and then potentially bring it home to the rest of the family, either to the kids or to the spouse, to, you know, to one of the other parents. And I think that's very scary. I worry a lot because, like, I don't want anything to happen to them, especially if they don't, like, have any clue if it is happening and then it affecting our family. Because, like, if they get such, like, if they experience something and it's very stressful in them and they come home with a lot of stress, they'll, like, Um, they might just take it out on us maybe or they might just like you could like feel that there's a lot of tension like with what's going on with them so you got to come like like separate yourself a little bit and give them the space that they need I mean they are 14 and 15 years old they've got a four-year-old sister the prospect of a parent getting sick or worse is a really hard thing for anybody to contemplate especially with one other one going to work and if one already like is positive for it the other one has a chance of getting it and if they both get it then we would really have to start like being more responsible than how we are right now they're right on this bridge right between kind of teenagehood and and 
and childhood. And I think they're really straddling. How do I take on more responsibility? And how do I also, you know, express the fact that I'm really scared? This is my mom. This is my dad. Veronica, their mom, told me, you know, I'm so glad that you want to talk to my kids because I've been trying to ask them how they're feeling. And I've been telling them, you know, maybe they should keep a journal of this time. Like, could you just write in your journal like 15 minutes a day? (laughs) She's trying to get them to process stuff emotionally, right? And that's just like, obviously, the wedge that already exists between parents and teenagers. You know, they're not necessarily giving each other access to their emotional worlds. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think they are doing stuff to try to relax. Louie told me he's got this tee ball in the backyard. But I enjoy playing baseball, so I got hitting the tee in the backyard into my net and with music, and that's kind of like a happy place for me, you could say. You know, Bella said it's harder for her to get her mind to stop worrying and and worrying all the time and that she just feels constantly like she's got to kind of grab control of her anxiety so it's harder for her to just chill out. If I'm being totally honest I've had a very hard time keeping my spirits up but now that we're back in school I just try to keep myself busy with school and like exercise. They also got a new puppy recently so that's been a real source of joy yeah. Yes, exactly. Stepped up responsibility, but also like something to cuddle and, you know, somebody who's not going to ask for a whole bunch back. Bella and Louis are so much closer because of this. This has really brought them together in a way that I think they didn't expect. Um, well, we hang out a lot, so, like, that gives us, like, it's a good thing to, like, have another person there so you can hang out with. I did a video interview with them, and it was quite adorable because they had matching pink hair that they had dyed together while they were quarantined at their house. And um, their feeling is, like, not a lot of other people in their lives right now understand what they're going through. Like, unless you have a friend who who's both, you know, who has both parents as first responders right now, it's kind of hard to identify with what other kids are going through or to have them identify with you. And because they're both in that same situation, I think it's really brought them closer together. What do you think adults who have kids in their lives, maybe teachers or parents, what do you think they should take away from this story? I mean, I think first of all, it's that the people who are taking care of sick people right now in the ER, in the hospital, in the clinic, wherever it is, are full human beings who are making incredible sacrifices right now. They are people who are worried about their own families, and they are putting that aside to be able to be there for the rest of us and for our families. Um, And, you know, I talked to one ER nurse who said, everybody keeps saying I'm a hero and that we're heroes, but really our kids are the heroes because they're paying the price for the profession that we chose. And they're my greatest worry. I think for people like my partner who are teachers and uh, who have kids in their classes, who are the kids of first responders, There's got to be a lot of patience and understanding for the fact that, you know, school is not necessarily the first priority for these kids right now. They are worried on a daily, on an hourly basis about their parents and how they're faring and how they're doing. And uh, they also are taking on a lot more responsibility at home. So this is not just like sitting at home and playing video games while this crisis goes for everybody else. But I also think, you know, the the lesson is that um, everybody, even kids, 
uh, is ste- are stepping up for this crisis. You know, we, we may feel as adults that our lives have changed and we're all having to make sacrifices to do shelter in place, or some of us have lost our jobs, some of us have, you know, gone through extreme hardship right now, but, uh, but this affects the whole family. And, and that kids are very resilient, um, but they're also very sensitive and they're taking all of this in. And this is a generation whose lives may be reshaped by this crisis. Okay, guys, I'm leaving. Do you guys want to do a quick prayer before I leave? Yeah. (sighs) Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our children, our home, our family. Thank you for our jobs. Thank you for our safety. We pray and ask you that you look after us, look after our children, look after our family and friends, look after me and dad while we go to work and help those who need us. We ask you to protect us from illness, from danger. We ask you to watch over our children, keep them healthy and strong. Sasha checked back in with Bella, Louie, and their mom, Veronica, to see what's changed since this episode originally ran in April. Veronica recently transferred out of the emergency department at Kaiser Oakland, and she's now training for a part-time job at Kaiser Richmond. She says it lets her have a more flexible schedule and makes it easier to support her kids as they continue distance learning. Meanwhile, her husband, Louis Sr., he's often at the fire department four or five full days in a row. He hasn't been out at the wildfires, but he is covering for the people who are. Oh, and Bella also turned 15, and the baby of the family, Mia, just turned five. Thanks to Bella Gonzalez and Louis Lycia for sharing their stories, and thanks to Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. You can listen on the radio or subscribe wherever you get the show. The Bay is hosted by Devin Katayama. The show is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and editor Alan Monticilio. The team also gets help each week from Kiana Mogadam. KQD's podcast leadership team includes Jessica Placek, Erica Aguilar, Vinny Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I am Bella Gonzalez. And I'm Louis Lycia. Thanks for listening to The Bay. Talk to you next time. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.